0: And Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 226, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcaster. My name's Henry Cross, the Podcasting Queen. My guest today says Imagine, imagine if all our dreams could fly. What would that be like? Joining me on today's show is Marie Cutler-Naroba. Marie, she is a freelance business strategist. She is a content creator as well as a child protection specialist. And on today's show, Marie is going to share that life is a journey with ebbs and flows, ups and downs, appointments and disappointments, successes and failures. She's also going to talk about how every task, project, goal, assessment, dream or business dream and so on, it starts when we choose to take just one step and then after that the next step and then another and then another she's also going to talk about imagine imagine what god can do in and through our lives as we surrender fully and wholly to him and so much more welcome to the show marie Thank you so much. So let's talk about life is a journey with ebbs and flows, ups and downs, especially in business and life in general. There are so many different challenges and so forth. Tell us a little bit about uh, maybe some of the insights that you've learned that you uh, have really found supportive as you were going through life's ups and downs.
1: Yeah, life just has a number of different adventures through it, and I'm a bit of a go-getter, and I'm like, okay, God, I think that's what you've told me to do. I'm just going to give it a go. And um, sometimes it works out, and other times you think, oh, no, I'm going down the rabbit hole here. And you get yourself all mixed up and upside down, and you think, God, did I really hear you right? Maybe I Mm -hmm. stuffed it up. Um, Maybe I should have just waited a bit longer. But um, I kind of have this... (laughs) My mantra is, you know, life's too short to wait. I know mm-hmm. we have to be patient, but, you know, we've just got to get on with things. And so as I've just journeyed through life and um, journeyed in my business and put my hand up and said, Lord, here I am, send me. Mm-hmm. Um, here I am, Lord, I'll give that a go. And uh, stepped off the cliff, as it were, and uh, fallen flat on my face sometimes. But just knowing that, um, you know, God, God's there and God undergirds mm-hmm. and, he, he makes a way, and so it's just a, a choice to keep going um, every day and, and seeing the opportunities that God opens up and how he chooses to move, and I I guess as I've got a bit older, I've added some, you know, more wisdom and uh, grey hairs <laughs> along the way, and, and wisdom teaches us just to slow down a little mm. and uh, not rush ahead as much, um, but, you know, God... You know, we're here to partner with God. You know, God has so much for us to do and that which He wants to put into our hands. And I think sometimes we just sit around too much and we, we enable gaze and we go back and we get another scripture and we seek another prophetic word and we keep praying another prayer. God, are you sure? Are you sure? Mm. And um, we've just got to uh, bite the bullet. Not that that's probably quite the right word, but. <laughs> Just the biblical and, version and, and of a... let's
0: bite the bullet, let's get in there. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about some of the challenges that we have been able to overcome. Even sometimes, you know, the, the situations that just bring us to our, our knees and we just feel so hopeless because we don't have an, an answer. I'm sure that there are situations, because I know in my life there certainly are, have been that in that moment or moments, it really has built a level of strength and character that I would never have been able to develop were it not for that situation or situations. And God can use even some of our biggest trials uh, to bring out the best strengths that we now can use for the next season in our life and our business. Have you found that to be true as well?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I've found that to be true, you know, both... um, Personally in business, and so um, originally from um, New Zealand. So I started my um, working career in New Zealand as a as a high school teacher, mm. and um, I worked hard and I worked long hours. And you know, during my twenties and thirties, I was going through the stages of you know my girlfriends, you know, getting married, having babies, etc. And I was always just so full on for God and in the church and doing this and doing that, and I. Be at the older pool, you know, praying for friends that um, wanted to have children, um, praying for friends going through difficult marriages, etc. And people would come to me for a lot of, you know, counsel and advice. And I just used to think, God, what on earth have I got to say, you know? Like mm-hmm. I'm not married, I don't have children. But it was just the, you know, place He put me in. And then, in terms of my um, speciality that I started to develop, in, because after my teaching career, I retrained as a lawyer, mm. specialising in child protection. So I just had such a, a passion and um, a compassion mm. around um, children, and uh, anything in that area would just, you know, get me going. Particularly when I saw that, you know, children were not being, you know, treated well. So then um, in my um, late 30s, after thinking that that was it, I wasn't going to be married, um, God brought him along this amazing man into <laughs> my life, to there mm. and uh, we just met through a mutual friend, and um, things you know, went pretty quickly then, we were married within 18 months, wow. and I thought, well, I'm an older person, I'll be right, you just get on with this and you treat it like a project or a task, but I was like, oh my goodness. Who ever thought of the idea of marriage? It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> so you know, it took, um, I just, that really brought me to my knees because I'm like, you know, I was such a capable, strong, independent, you know, woman. And so, and I was, as I said, I was thinking all these prayers. I used to pray for my friends. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm living this. Mm. And so, um, and it it's a cross cultural marriage to be this Fijian. And I remember on this wedding day when, you know, most of the room is filled with his family. He said, oh, you know, you're marrying me and my family. And I was like, oh, yes, that's nice, darling. But <laughs> once so I've been married a couple of months, I'm like, whew, family takes on a new definition. Yeah. And then um, as part of that journey, obviously both being a bit older, we were 40, so we wanted to have children. Um, He's a Fijian, so you know I was supposed to be giving him a whole tribe of children Mm. there. But, um, yeah, we just went through a really sad time in our lives over 18 months. I miscarried um, three babies. Mm. And so that just tore me apart. It was just uh, so opposite. Here's someone who's so passionate and dedicated to children who had prayed for so many Mm. of my friends to have children, and they had had children. And it's like the very thing was not what was happening in my life. So I spiraled into a real um, dark depression. And um, we moved across to Australia in 2010 because I just said to Davida, something's got to change, something's got to break here, God's got to mm-hmm. do something because I just I can't do this life as it is right now. And so we came to Australia, and you kind of think, "Oh, that's good. I've changed country, and that country's now everything we will be absolutely fine." But um, God still had a work to do, and I, my first couple of years here in Australia, I just found really painful and difficult as I as I dug deep and thought that God had gone, but of course, God never goes, and uh, His faithfulness remains, and just bringing me through that time, and then being able to go back into my business again. I just put everything down. I I stopped Mm -hmm. my business. I just stopped life as I knew it because I'm like, well, how useless am I, you know, God? Mm -hmm. And the very thing that I'd longed for just didn't happen. But God's really, yeah, just worked in me and through me and and built me back up to a place of just strength and um, resilience and um, being able to stand again Mm -hmm. and... Just because I might not have um, children doesn't mean that I can't work in child protection or I can't offer some wisdom or insight around children or parenting mm-hmm. um, and and so on. So, I gradually, you know, got back into my business again and, um, yeah, went forward from there. And there's just a, a, a much greater compassion and, and empathy for mm-hmm. those that um, suffer um, that, I knew about in my head, yes. but having a lived experience brought it down to my heart.
0: Yeah, beautiful yeah. story. Thank you for for sharing that. You know, and so often we can uh, look at what's going on in our life, and you know, various identities, and we can often look at those identities, and sometimes in how the world sees us, and. Um, you know, expectations and and dreams, as you say, that we may have had. But God says, you know, your identity is not in who you are, the successes, uh, whether you're a mother or not or a father or not. Your identity is who I say you are. You know, you're my child. You're forgiven. You are loved so much. Mm. And I think once we realize that and we anchor our truth firmly in that, no matter what circumstance and situations, that rock holds solid no matter what sure. is going on around us. Would you Would mm. you agree? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Mm. And I think, you know, as that, we can often then... When I want to say the word play small or or not, if we look at it from a business context, because what I love about what you were saying is you were out there, you were trying things, obviously Mm -hmm. in prayer and always turning to God. But yet, look, sometimes things don't pan out as quite as what we expect. But what will often happen, I think a lot of uh, women can relate to this too. We allow what's happening externally to determine often our self-worth and which is so very wrong and i think it's let's true. talk about this a little bit be, be, because the message that's often been placed on our heart or we feel called in a certain way there's a reason why that is because god's put that in us and uh, if we allow those distractions and things to stop us from sharing that message that means somewhere some who needs someone who needs to hear that message is not so what would you say to someone who maybe can resonate with what you've gone through maybe even in business where they have launched something and it hasn't turned out it's failed um what sort of encouragement or insights would you share with her today maybe there's some bible verses too that are your go to Mm. that you think anytime that i'm feeling a little bit you know oh here's another challenge this is what i turn to what are some insights Mm. around this Mm.
1: I would say it's about going back to the drawing board. And by the drawing board, I mean like the Word. I I love, you know, Psalm 1 where it talks about, you know, being rooted in the Word. And if we're planted in the Word, then no matter what the season is around us, we're going to continue to be able to grow and prosper. And so in those times of struggles, I've I've gone back to the Word. And I'm like, God, reveal, reveal yourself through your Word. Reveal that encouragement, you know, that I need in order to, to stand and go again because God I thought this is what you you know said to me mm. and sometimes and and that just brings you into that place of rest and peace and then it's that opportunity just for God to you know add a couple more nuggets in and maybe you know tweak something and then you go again but it's it can also be about a place of surrender like what's the reason that we want to go ahead with what God's told us is there some is there some pride there? Mm. Is there, um, you know, do we want an audience of 2,000? Or, or is it okay if there are only two people in the room? Yeah. And again, I've come to that place now where I don't even think about numbers, you know, when it comes to workshops or events or Facebook likes. Or, I mean, obviously you go about those business principles. You've got to have a target market. Mm. But starting off with that small seed and then allowing God to, to grow on that seed.
0: Yeah, so true. And I have a, a saying, I, I'm yeah. sure I've, I've shared this uh, before on the podcast, Marie. You know, what's mm. worse than launching a program and no one signing up for it? And my response is one person signing up for it because you've got to, you know, and I say that with a bit of humor, but it's so true. I mean, mm. and we hear and read many passages in the Bible where unless we're stewarding really well, the small, you know, talents and gifts and and, and obviously audience, then once we are able to, you know, lean into him and be guided by how we do um, react and and look after that, then God says, you know what, I'm going to increase. I'm going to increase. But he's not going to increase what we have not already been able to manage and be able to, you know, to to fulfill. So I think that that's such a a great reminder. Let's talk about every task, project, goal or assessment, business dream takes just one step and something that you said i think so important so often we want everything to be perfect we want everything to be right but often god's waiting for us to take that step and he's not going to meet us at that step unless we first take that initial step so share more about this
1: yeah and it's really hard when you've got perfectionist tendencies because it's like god i've got to get that exactly right i'm not putting that on the website yet or i'm not going to like you say, launch that particular program or do that thing because I can still add on this and add on that. So again, it's that that fine line. You've got to apply, you know, wisdom. You just don't do a slapdash job and, you know, put it out there. But um, I think, yeah, we we spend too much time procrastinating and navel-gazing instead of just going, okay, I'll just give this a small go. So one thing, for example, I often help clients with when starting a business, particularly women, don't necessarily very very confident around doing something, say, like live stream on Facebook. Mm. And so what I get them to do, first of all, is just with their iPhone, I get them to do a 10-second video on anything they want, like, you know, something lovely they did on the weekend with their kids or, you know, walked the dog or something, and then share that video um, with myself and one other person, mm. and then they gradually, incrementally, you know, build up from that. And I remember, and some clients go from ten seconds to twenty seconds to thirty seconds, like they just need bit by bit. But I remember one client, like literally after she had done that ten seconds, the next video she sent me through was like a minute and a half, and she says, "Oh, Marie, I think I'll put this up on Facebook." I'm like, "What?" Last week you didn't even want to put anything up, so it was just that a reminder again. It's um. I think, you know, 80% of it's the fear of, yes. of um, you know, actually doing it, but once we've done it, we think, oh, that's not, that wasn't too bad, you know, after all, and yeah. it's enjoying, I'm very much someone who always wants to get to the destination, but it's enjoying the journey mm. on the way, and so, you know, you might have a networking event, and like I ran a networking um, group for women and business women in Adelaide, and the first couple of times, only two or three people turned up, but those two or three people just became so important in my business life over the next, you know, three, four, five mm-hmm. years. And then, um, so God can work in the small, and He can work in the big. And mm-hmm. it's like, will we trust Him with the small? Because when He gives us with the, you know, when He gives us the bigger, we going to apply those so, those same principles as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Something as you were sharing uh, came to, to mind is that you know, so often we give up too easily don't we oh I launched Mm. that and maybe it's something else and I want to talk to you a little bit about this too for some of us we're multi passionate entrepreneurs yep. who like to do new things and once we get that established or well, maybe that's a smezo okay same old same old I'll move to something else but we often give up and I think you know particularly if we look at launching something and it is a smaller number i mean there's so much there's so much opportunity within that that we can learn and grow and tweak our offering share a little bit more about that 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 stickability that that's that uh We do stay firm because as we continue to grow that, it can become something that will fundamentally change the lives of many, many other people, but also be the solid foundation upon which we can continue to expand our business, yes?
1: Yeah, that's right. And I I can relate to what you're saying there. One thing I um, wrote down as I was just preparing to chat with you, I put down the word, you know, multi-potentialist. I'm just one of these people that always has a number of things that, you know, come to mind and and what I want to do. And so when I first started in business back in New Zealand, I, and as I grow in my business journey, I found it um, difficult to stick to, you know, one thing. Mm. And um, people would say, well, exactly what is it you're doing, Marie? And I'm like, well, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Like, it made perfect sense to me. But I realised that to a lot of people it didn't make sense. So one was coming to that awareness of, well, this is who I am and operate, and that's absolutely okay, but don't throw everything Mm. um, at one person all at one time. So then I just started to break break it down. I thought, okay, so with my child protection work, what aspect do I particularly like? So it was around advocacy and training, so Mm. developing some packages, so who do I need to you know, speak to on that? So I'd set myself up my project board or my project time frame and I would allocate one task for my areas of interest or I'd do things like each month I would think, okay, this month I can concentrate on this part of the business. Next month I'll concentrate on the following part. Mm. Because one, you can't be all things to all people. You can't have the scattergun approach where you're just jumping from task to task. So I had to um train that in myself, which at first I found quite difficult because I'm like, please do not just tell me to do one thing. I just can't do one thing. I must have at least five. Yeah. But when I could see the reasoning why, then that helped me and say, so, Yeah, I could I could follow through and mm. I've that's now become a rhythm and so when I get a new idea or thought for a program or how I might help a client or whatever it might be I look on my um, I use the I use trillo um, yeah. as my project management um, tool and I've got some boards there you know like dreams for six months or dreams for 18 months and I'll just I'll, I'll put them on the filing cabinet and then once a fortnight, I'm allowed to go into my file at my electronic filing cabinet and I think, okay, which one of those ideas could I look at and just do one more step on? Mm. Like, what, could it be a phone call? Could it be an email? And then I put it back in the filing cabinet. So I'm allowed to play a little, yes. but it's also <laughs> stopping me from just, um, yeah, doing everything everywhere because... Yeah. Like mentally, physically, emotionally, all those things—you you just can't do it. Mm,
0: yeah, so so true. And I, I love the mm. way that you you've used that strategy because it really is looking at um, that. That's right. What can I do, or or create a foundation or a framework, if you will, that'll allow me to dive into that and then it not become a distraction. Because I think then that that can often and that that's something I think that the enemy will often do either try yeah. to just want to discourage us, distract us or just have us become you know, so disappointed and disillusioned that we think, well, maybe it's not for me yet. Had we yeah. just continued to take a few more steps, that yeah. which we were seeking was going to be there, which uh, I think is is sad for many business owners who do shut their business doors. And let's talk about imagine. Imagine what can God can do in and through our life as we surrender fully and wholly to him. That can yeah. often be really difficult, particularly for those of us who are driven, multi-passionate, Entrepreneurs and and intrapreneurs who've got such a vision that we can kind of be running ahead and going, come on, God, catch up, catch up. Whereas actually, it should be the other way around. Share some more insights to this, please.
1: Mm. I guess just in my you know the, my own personal life and that you know journey I went through and that um, you know those days of darkness where there was nothing left anymore, like the dreams were abandoned. And I felt like my soul wasn't even singing. Like I'd wake up in the morning and think, "Well, today's step is to actually get out of bed and get and have a shower," you know. Mm. And I'm like, "What has my life come to that it's come to that point?" So I've literally seen how God can build from ground zero. Except this time, it was Him that did it. You know, there'd be a phone call or an email, or someone would rock at the door. And like I just found that that little spark to do with that idea I used mm. to have would start. To come again but and as it's come I mean the Deborah conference is a you know example of that as these um, as the business ideas and tools come that God give you I'm I'm holding on to it lightly I'm holding on to it well mm. but holding it lightly because it's like God what do you want me to do on this now but I will still allow him to maybe Move the next part of that on to someone else, mm-hmm. or maybe that's the only bit I'm supposed to do on that. Yes. So I've I've really had to learn to dream again, and for someone who's a dreamer and an imaginer, that just that's why I we really have to dig deep to mm. to let those dreams arise. And I think that's why I've become particularly passionate around helping people um, draw out you know those God-given dreams because life has come and Smashed in the storms of life, mm-hmm. and um, but I know little by little God's building dreams again in in my heart. But this time it's it's Him that will do it, and I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the driver's seat, but I'm holding the steering wheel lightly because yes. we don't. I think sometimes we have this idea with God that you know He doesn't want us to have any part, but He's called us to partner. So He wants us in the driving seat with Him, but. He wants to be there guiding as well, you know. So mm. holding holding lightly but still stewarding well what God's put in my hands and heart.
0: Yeah. I love that you um, have said that because that was a question that uh, I was going to ask was, you know, so often as entrepreneurs who know that we need to first seek the kingdom of God, there can be a real fine line between, well, what are my expectations or things that I need to do and where does God take over but I think and I heard um, T.D. Bishop, T.D. T. D. Jake share once that uh, so often in our prayers we can be praying for trees, uh, you know for tables and, and chairs and and everything but God says you know what I don't make tables and chairs but I create trees that will then <laughs> allow you to, um, to to create you know the tables and, and whatever else And so I think, you know, what what you've just said is, you know, hold the wheel lightly, be uh, willing, you know, obviously every day we need to turn to him, need to read the word, because as we know, the word of the spirit is the the sword, the word is the sword of the spirit and what we can combat our enemy with. And we need to always do that. But as far as the rest, I mean, there's practical steps and the knowledge that we have to do the business and it would be wonderful if God could do sales calls for me and set up the social (laughs) media, but God does not do that, we've got team (laughs) to do that, (laughs) but it's true isn't it, so sometimes we can get get really um, confused about what's in God's department and what's in our department. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: right. Now you said
0: something, and I'd love for you to share a little bit more. You said the Deborah Conference. This is an incredible conference that I know is coming up. Share a little bit more about that, and then of yeah. course how people can find out more.
1: Yeah, so the DEBRA Conference, you know, God put on my heart a few years um, back now. I think it was late 2015, and it's a conference for Christian um, women entrepreneurs. And I was like, God, you can't give me that idea. You know how much I hate women's conferences. <laughs> so I just went back to God and made sure that he had the right person. And I was like, um, you know, like, God, how do I start this? Because all my business connections and networking was primarily in New Zealand. And then when I came out to Australia and was unwell for those first few years. So when this idea came, I was just starting to get into business um, networks, et cetera, in Australia. But I checked with God, and He was like, "Yes, so that's what I'm, you know, telling you to do." I'm like, "Oh bother, God, I'm going to have to do this now." (laughs) But I'm just reading about the life of Deborah. She was just, you know, a woman of wisdom and discernment, Mm. and she was a strategist, and um, she wasn't afraid to go to war, and and with things that God puts in our um, hearts again, we again, we can sit there with them or we can rise up and say, God, we're going to go into battle with this because I want to break through as you want me to break through with this. Mm-hmm. So I um, sat down and, and wrote the big plan and it was about it being, you know, global, going to different places and um, had the big dream for it. And then I just had to step it right back to, well, where do I begin? I thought, well, I'll begin in my own city. Yeah. So... Um, couple of years back now, I I launched it in um, Adelaide, and it's a a conference where we come and we have content-rich sessions around many aspects of business, Um, you know, strategy, finance, legal, marketing, but those strategies are intertwined with the Word of God and our faith, because it's not about, our faith and our business should not be separate, They're, they're intertwined together, who I am and the life I have in God flows in and through me, no matter what I'm doing, and that includes my business, mm. so, um, and when I go to conferences, the other thing, sides from being a woman conference, women's conference, but I've got over myself now on that, so that's all right, <laughs> you know, you can have your little talk going on, and then they do a big sales session at the end of each talk, mm. so that's where I've built this, the content-rich side of things, is something that I really wanted to do, so. Yeah, we kicked off in Adelaide, and then about 10 months later, we um, did one in Brisbane. And um, this year, we're bringing it to Melbourne. So um, each each year, I just wait on God and ask for a, a particular theme mm-hmm. to go with the Deborah Conference. And again, I'm just, um, like, God's just so amazing what he does. Like, last um Brisbane for last year, I felt God say it was about writing and speaking, mm-hmm. um, the words that He wants us to say. And within like one week, I had like four or five authors contact me, Christian authors, um, and I got a couple of them to be speakers. And I was like, where the heck does that come from? You know, yeah. but you just know it's God. And then this year, I'm um, very much on my heart was around social. Um, Justice and social impact because I believe that God would desire to use our um, business as vehicles to mm. address um, needs that we see in society. And so, this, yeah, as I said, in Melbourne, my focus is going to be um, around that social impact, social justice, social entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a content packed day, um, seven or eight mighty Deborahs, mighty women speaking. And just that opportunity at the end to take a bit of a breath and connect and reflect together. But I just you know, what I love about Deborah, like she shifted the course of history. Like mm. we're history makers. God's God's called us, as I've said before, um, today to you to partner with him. And I just want to be one that championed women to in their business and in their entrepreneurial journey, to say, God, here I am, how can you use me?
0: Yes. And, you know, what's really exciting about that is that so often he's waiting for us to ask him. You know, he's always searching for people who are willing to use their gifts and their talents and their strengths. And uh, as you say, when you partner with him and continue to everything that we've spoken about today, then uh, things will happen in our lives and in our business that Mm. we can only ever say that that was the hand of God in that, that's you right. know, and how we can track it back. And if that hadn't have happened, you know, I don't believe in coincidence or things just yeah. happening. There is a real rhyme and reason. And sometimes that has started months ago. And uh, and, right. and then, uh, you know, incredible things happen. So what's the best way for people to find out more and connect with you? Find out more, of course, about the Deborah Conference that's coming up.
1: So the best way would probably just be go to the um, the Debra Conference website, Anne-Marie. So it's just thedebraconference.com. And, um, yeah, on there it's got my contact details, email, phone, um, links, etc. cetera. Um, welcome, of course, to go to my personal Facebook page. And I've also got the Debra Conference Facebook and Instagram page as well. So LinkedIn. in.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> you'll now, find, you'll yeah. find me there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And of course, if people want to find out more about how you might support them, because as we said, you're a freelance business strategist. Mm. What would be the best way for them to connect with you directly?
1: Um, probably just through my uh, my email, which is just mcnaroba um, at gmail dot com. So
0: yeah fabulous and of course we'll put all of the links on our show notes yeah. ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash tce226 and um, you can connect uh, with marie on either of those links or facebook page and uh, continue the discussion there one of the things i'm doing marie at the end of every single show is just to finish the uh, the, the show with a word of prayer may i do that for you today thank you fantastic let's pray Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Marie today. And Father, you know whether if someone is listening or watching today and is going through a season of real heartache and and real situations that are challenging them, in the testimony that Marie has shared, you know, leaning into you, seeking you, uh, reading the Bible verses, I think can really strengthen and support us and reigniting the dreams and the visions that we know, particularly for those of us who who really resonate with Deborah. Father, we just want to uphold all of the work that Marie is doing, the different projects that she's uh, working on and of course collaborating with you. We ask for your continued blessing and guidance for the clients that she's working with. Father, we just want to uphold the Deborah conference that's coming up towards the end of the year for the speakers and for the participants. Will you get the message out in front of those people who you want to to come to the conference and be inspired and empowered because there are people who have got a message who you've planted that seed that through encouragement from the speakers and from the work that Marie is doing can then bring that uh, statewide nationally and of course with the incredible tools and technologies that we now have internationally to make a difference in the lives of uh, those who we are here to serve and support father we just want to ask this in the precious name of your son Jesus amen Thank you so much for sharing, Marie. I, I can't wait to to meet you face to face. Of course, we're going to the Deborah conference as well, and all the other incredible speakers who I believe we're going to feature um, up until that time. Mm-hmm. And of course, let's let's share the date. I don't normally like to put a, an definitive definitive date, but of course we've mentioned the Deborah conference. So what's the date in Melbourne uh, 10th, coming up? Uh, Saturday the 10th of November in Melbourne. Fabulous, fabulous. So, of course, that's our home, my hometown. And yeah. um, if someone's listening or watching today that uh, can resonate with that and would love to come, please connect with Marie. Grab a ticket, and we'll certainly see you there. I know the lineup of speakers she's, uh, she's featuring during that day, and we're going to be featuring them too on the podcast. So, thanks once again for coming on the show, Marie. Thank you, Anne Marie. Cheers. You've Bye. been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini-training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini-training.